You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very well, welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droidwich Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now we've got um, Jane Wilkes on this week from Catsill Social Club. Hello. Hello. How Hello, are you? How's your week going? You. Very well, thank you. It's lovely. Now, Catsill Social Club. Um, I mean, obviously, most people in Catsill will probably know where it is, but just for anybody else, tell us whereabouts it is in Catsill. It's actually quite in the middle of the Catsill village. It's um, not far from one of the schools, Chad Grove. It's across the road. Um, we're set back from the road. It's on Meadow Road. It's um, You wouldn't probably, when you first come past it, you might not spot it, but if you look over to the right as you pass the school in Chad's Grove, it's set back there and there's a big car park for everybody to park on. Is it the one so. near um, the War Memorial? Yes, yeah. it is. Because you mention it every there. year on that, because yeah, obviously the parade starts there and <laughs> goes does, all the yes. way on Remembrance Sunday. Um, so that's good. And that, obviously, Remembrance Sunday is a great example of, of the community you've got in Catshill. It is. It's, you know, it is very well supported. And I think this year as well, we're having a, a Remembrance after the a Remembrance Parade and the Sunday meeting there at the club, because they meet at the club. We're going to have an artist on who does a 1940s Remembrance um, gig, so that'd be really good if people want to come to that as well. That is good, and the thing about remembrance um, is, I know that's a long way off; it's eleven months, but um, it's it's been. You would have thought it would have dwindled, but it's been growing every year in Bromsgrove and Catshill and Rubri and all the other surrounding areas. It does. I think it grows everywhere. It's a very significant time for um, millions of people. It's it very significant. So, tell us a bit about the social club and how long's it been there? Social club's been there since nineteen oh one. So it's been there quite a long time. It originally, obviously, was a working men's club, and that's developed over time. It's very well supported by a lot of local people and people further out from Catsill. I mean, I myself am from Erdington, so that's like I've moved over to that side and have gone to the club for the last nine years. So you do get a lot of varied people from there. Um, it's committee run, so that's that's a bonus because you've got a lot of people putting in good like things together and we're very good supportive of each other there's a lot of people that have been at the club for years since our little children have always attended the club and it's family friendly club we love having families in the club we're very welcoming to that and it's warm and friendly and we just want to try and get people to come along to a club that's been there for a long time in a big center of the community so how much is your is there an annual membership fee is that how it works or there is when you first join it's 20 pound yeah. And then for the subsequent years after that, it's £15. Is it CIU affiliated? Um, it's uh, kind of like other clubs you can you can go, probably not then. Um, it's just that, cause the one I no. go to, I go to the Wheelie Castle Working Men's Club, and it's like CIU affiliated, so you get a little card that you can buy, it's extra, and then you can just go to different CIU clubs, it's probably not in the clubs in union um, section. But, so, £20 a year, that's pretty good really, isn't it? I mean, that's just, what, £1.50, £1.60, £1.70 or something um, a month, so that that's fantastic. And um, how long have you been there? I've been there now for the last nine years. So it's, I know it's a short time to a lot of people because a lot of people have been there. Some people have been going 60, 70 years since they were children. So it's, you know, they've supported the club for many, many years. But I've been there nine years and I, I took over as secretary last year. So in April 19, and we've pushed forward and we're doing a lot of um, things all the time now. The club's busy. You know, we've got entertainment on all the time. Every Saturday night, we've got live entertainment on that people, even if you're non-members, are welcome to come along to. There's a fee on the door. It's not a lot. You know, I think it's £4 
to come yeah. in, you know, and you see a lot of artists singing. Sometimes we have bands on, duos, just solos. But we've got something going on all the time, folk club, a couple of times a month, yeah. darts teams. I was going to ask you about that. That was my next question. <laughs> what kind of things have you got down there? You've got dartboard down there? You've yeah, got a pool got table? Dartboards, two snooker tables, snooker full tables, size. Yeah. Um, pool table. Plenty of dartboards. There's quite a few around. There's um, several in our Mick Harris concert room, um, several in the back room. It's a games room. It's also got a bar as well. So there's quite a lot going on all the time. And we've got a skittle alley that sometimes people will hire the room and they'll ask if they can add the skittle alley down and play skittles as well. So that's another thing we do. We do bingo twice a week. Oh, I um, love bingo. Oh, no, <laughs> it's great. Do you know what? It? I can't believe it. I was just talking about that in the office before I came down here because somebody looked at me and went, bingo? And I said, well, if you've ever actually played it, you adrenaline you get if you've only got a couple of numbers to go with your dabba yeah. then it's just incredible especially if it's like a big cash prize and stuff um, and uh, yeah I just love I just love bingo it's brilliant we do it twice a week so you're welcome to come 8 o'clock on Wednesdays and 8.30 8 Wednesday. on Sundays yeah and obviously there is a um bingo prize you can win the lines of the houses but there's yeah. also um jackpots that go along for members to win so it's worth coming That's along fantastic so you got that and darts as well I mean, darts is one of them games. It's a bit like temping bowling because temping bowling, you go there and then you think, oh, I must do this again sometime. You have a really good night. And then this is for me personally. There are people who play darts on a regular basis. But I always go, oh, I must play darts again soon. And then I never do. And then like six months later, I go, oh, this is such a brilliant game. And I get like a realisation of how great it is. I mean, you can't beat a good game of arrows and a pint and a... Dare I say, in Veganuary, a bag of pork scratchings um, <laughs> on a on a night with it friends and stuff, and there's and so there, yeah. So you got a dartboard, snooker table, got dartboards, those dartboards, snooker tables, um, pool table, dominoes. You got any dominoes? They do play dominoes on a Thursday night. I think that's quite a few of the members join, and they have a game of dominoes there. So yeah, there is that facility there for people that want to do dominoes. Yeah. And to be honest... I've never understood it, but still. Never understood no. We just play that. We just play that simple game where you're a kid, where you just, you know, if you've got a one or a six and you put that down and then if you can't go, you pick one up. I don't know. Yeah. There are loads of games. Like, like there is with darts and stuff because there's, yeah. there's like a cricket game, isn't there, where you have the ball and the outer ball as the wickets and you, the, one team's going to get ten wickets before the other team's got a certain amount of scores. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's there's so much fun you can be had, it can be had in a social club. Um we, we can't underestimate as well. Obviously, Cat's Hill Social Club been going since 1901 because it is tough out there at the moment, isn't it, for everybody in the licensing trade <coughs> to get those those customers through the door? It's very difficult. I mean, and I think as well, if if you're a family club, it's even better because then obviously people can bring their children, even Saturday nights. We do have occasionally have an adult night, but that's well advertised so people know that that's just for adults. But we do encourage people to bring their kids into the club because they're the future of our clubs. You know, for them to sustain and to continue, then we need families to come in. And we don't mind them coming in. We don't mind them running around playing and having a dance with us. We enjoy that, you know, because they're our future of the clubs. And they're very... Clubs aren't surviving. No. You know, they are struggling. There's been quite a few in the district that have have had to close. But luckily, we're doing okay, you know. We've had some rough patches, but we are moving forward and we're doing well at the moment. We're getting there. Well, that's how it was with me. My dad took me down to play snooker when I turned, like, 18 and stuff. We used to have a few pints and game of snooker, a game of darts. And then he's passed away now. But I, I still... <coughs> I have to remember in, in January to renew my membership. I did it last uh, last Friday because um, they have, like, the one I go to there, Friday and Sunday, where you can renew your membership. So I, d- I did that. And, yeah, and it's, it's just brilliant atmosphere to take down. Do you have live sports on the screens as well? or 
We do have some games on if they're, yeah. on, the, if they're on the TV. Yeah, on Thresh. Um, at the yeah. moment, we haven't actually got the Sky Sports in. Yeah. That was something we had to look at taking out for a while. Yeah, um, it, is, it is expensive. It is very I mean, expensive for clubs. Unless, just in case people don't know, you've got the private subscriptions <coughs> of Sky, but then the ones with the little pint glass in the corner, which are the genuine ones, aren't they? Yeah. Um, then uh, that costs that can cost licensed premises like you know thousands of pounds a month and stuff, can't it? It's it can, just yeah. Really it's expensive. Just very, very. And expensive. then obviously you've got to weigh up whether you're going to get the crowds. You know, obviously I suppose if Blues or Villa are playing, you you will get the, the people, and you might get some Man United and Arsenal games and things, and but and Liverpool. But if if, if like if there's a couple of Sundays where you know they're not fashionable teams who are not from this area, then it probably won't pay. No, it doesn't, and that's why we took it out for a while. I mean, we are going to reconsider it at some point, but um, for, for now, we've, mm. we did have to not have that. Well, you're lucky this weekend because it's FA Cup weekend, so there will be plenty of football <laughs> on, on uh, normal <laughs> television, as, it, as we call it, uh, terrestrial television, so you'll be able to watch, be able to show, show a few games down there. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you see the club, because... I think clubs are important because they're not just... People do think about them going along and having a pint and do you do food there and stuff as well? No, no. No, no, no you don't. Um, so you go there and then you have a pint and then you, you know, have a game of darts or snooker and stuff. But people, um, there's so much more they can be used for, used for, isn't it? Like people could come and have meetings. You've got, you got plenty of room if people want to drop in and have a meeting. Yeah, we stuff. have. We've got a um, committee room that people use um, currently for have meetings, but people also can use our concert room. They can hire that and use that for meetings if, if needs be. It can be used. We are looking at putting out there um, businesses using it for conferences. Yeah. You know? So that could be used for that. Council used it recently for voting. Oh, so yeah. they had that all day for um, election times. So that was I a good thing. We were, me, and, me and a friend were discussing this the other week and we were saying it would be interesting to see, like obviously if you had pubs in polling stations, it would be interesting to see... If, um, a few people, um, like you interviewed them at the start when they went in, and then they'd had a few pints if their vote would have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a funny feeling it probably would with some people. But um, so, so that's that as well. I suppose it's, it's the times of day, isn't it? So I suppose you're busy at weekends as well and, and in the evenings. Is it, is it a case of maybe wanting more people at different times? Because the conference thing would, would offer you that, wouldn't it? It would give you more time in the day. I would. I mean, I think it's just getting people to come and join us, really, because, you know, we ha- we do have a lot of fun there. And we're, we're a friendly crowd there and we, we really enjoy being there. The people that are there, you know, love that place and they, you know, want it to thrive and to move up forward. And it's about getting more people to come in and join us, really, and for the community to use it more. It's because it's right in the middle of that community and it's central for people. The buzzies go past there. and It is know, good for that. Although it is. It's going to be worse from next Monday with the 144 being cut a bit, but um, it's, it still, it's still quite a good, a good prime location. Yeah. It is a good location. And, you know, there's a bit of an area outside that the kids can have a bit of playing. And we did have some swings, but we've got to renew them, so they've gone for now. But there's still that area the kids can go out and play when it's nice. You know, if the, and the parents can go out there and sit there as benches and stuff like that. So it, it is a nice place to come. We are open um, every night of the week and Sunday all day from 12 o'clock. Saturday lunchtime, we're open 12 till 3. And then obviously every night of the week we're open for people to come along and Excellent. enjoy. And I suppose if people want to come forward and suggest ideas for events and stuff that they think might work they can do that as well they can we're happy to hear off anybody you know any events that they think would be interesting you know that they would like us to consider we've got a gardening talk coming up as well this year so that would be another 
event that people might want to come to. You know, I can't remember the date though. So, um, we've got a few tributes coming through the year as well. Regularly, we've got an Elvis one coming up at the end of January. Right. Um, on the seventh of February, we've got Ali Mers tribute. Yep. Um, and the best of all, on the 14th of February, which is our Valentine's Masquerade Ball. So all those guys out there can bring the ladies along and have a nice dance. We've got a singer on, we've got a disco on. The room's going to be decorated out, so all Valentine's, so bring everybody along. So there we are. Enjoys. If you don't know what to do for Valentine's Day, you don't want to go to a restaurant. It's boring. You've probably done it a million times. Go to a nice Valentine's disco. Yeah. Um, what's the best place? For, so you've got like a Facebook page and um, website and stuff that people can go we on to? We have got a website, yeah. It's at catsillsocial.co.uk. So so catsillsocial.co.uk or just search Catsill Social Club on uh, Facebook, you'll, you'll find it there. Um, ever thought of doing any beer festivals? We did. We've had that discussion <laughs> okay. about perhaps maybe this year in the yeah. summertime to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. We have been talking about trying to um, organise it, have some food on the car park and some um, obviously artists playing out there as well. So that's something we are considering this year. Because you can't be in the summer, can you? If you get I some know. live bands and that. It's nice. You know, I love a good beer festival. Um, so what would you like to see? Is there anything you, you want the club to accomplish in 2020? Have you got any aims for the club? We want to just keep the club going and keep it moving forward and make it better, have more people coming in, more people to enjoy it and make it more community orientated, get more people you know, to join us and have fun, um, open it out to other sort of people that might want to use the club. Obviously... There's local um, elderly homes and mental health homes if they want to consider using it maybe for, you know, to come and let people play a bit of bingo or whatever mm. in the day. We can sort that out. I suppose functions you know, we as well, that. like your, yeah. your weddings, your yeah, baptisms, funerals and stuff. Yeah, um, the Mick Harris concert room can be hired for anything like that, um, yeah. any function that people want. And how much does the, how, how, what's the capacity of the function room? How many it's 176. It's quite good then. So if you've got like a an event like that so let's just recap then what's going on so obviously this weekend is the 25th you got a um a you got a singer on this weekend or is we it, have we've got yeah. gary dean on this weekend very good and what does he do he's a solo singer cool. so he'll be singing throughout the night okay and then next week obviously the 31st is your elvis tribute that's um, on friday night and then again on saturday night we'll have another artist on as well Paper to come along. And then February the 7th, did you say, or 6th, the Ollie Murs? 7th February, Ollie Murs tribute, that's a Friday. And then again on the Saturday, there'll be something else on again. There we are. So, so you really have got loads going on. Yeah, and our masquerade ball, don't forget and that one. the masquerade one, ball for Valentine's Day. So there we are. Maybe you'll go and find love at the masquerade ball. That could be good. Um, so thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, if you want to find out about Cat's Hill Social Club, then just to recap, catshillsocial.co.uk and also um, Cats Hill Social Club on the Facebook page. And it's right down there by the uh, War Memorial. Um, Meadow Road, did you say? Meadow, Meadow Road. Road. Okay, there you go. And, uh, and, and you can see Jane and the team will make you feel very welcome. We will. Come along okay. and join. Thank you. Um, you want to chat through a couple of other news stories? Yeah. Yeah. We've got... Um, which one now? Well, we've got a Bromwich Grove version of this going in as well, hopefully. I'm waiting on the comment from the council. But a new report revealed that Witchhaven District has uh, experienced the most sluggish growth in ULEVs, which are ultra-low emission vehicles. So this is basically um, ULEVs are um, low-carbon cars. 
So they're ones that emit less than 75 grams of CO2 per kilometre from the exhaust. Don't ask me. That, that, that's just, or just leave the science as it is. Uh, that's, that's just what they are. And um, capable of operating in a zero tailpipe emission zone for a range of at least 10 miles. So it's like your, your um, electric cars and also your hybrids and things. So Witchhaven has only got a 6.8 increase in the number of vehicles registered in the last 12 months. So they had 474 uh, last year compared to 444 the year before. So it's not much of an increase. Um, the top of the pile, um, I did see that somewhere. I don't remember what it was, somewhere like York, I think it was. Um, they um, have got the top. Bromsgrove's doing all right with electric cars, but uh, they're very expensive, aren't they, electric cars? They're about 30 grand for like a, a probably a mid-range electric car. And I just think the government have got to really, you know, address that if they want more people to switch. I think they have because, I mean, I drive a hybrid anyway. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's a lovely car to drive. They are very nice. And it's always that time, you know, when I think, oh, I'm going a bit low on petrol air and I can use the electric mode on it, which is great. So yeah. that, that's a thing that I always find really good. But um, I always think that if... It's okay saying, let's all go to electric cars, but where's everybody going to plug their cars into charge overnight? Yeah. You know, and that's all right. If because apparently that, if you want to do it in your house, somebody was telling me that you've, you've got to have, like, you know, your electrics, because, I mean, my fuse box, my house was built in the 50s, and I don't think it's been rewired since then. So mm. they have to have, like, a, a point on. So I'd probably have to have my whole house rewired, which is on top of a 30 grand car and then and all that. And I know it will save me in the long run, and it will save the planet, but at the moment I'm not in a financial position, as I, I expect most people aren't, to... Um, to, I mean, I've only got 25k on the mortgage, so if I buying a 30 grand car would be uh, would be more than my mortgage is left. I think that's uh, right. I mean, people can't afford, you know, to buy a car outright like that. It's a no. lot of money, isn't it? People can't do that now. No. And even like paying off monthly, that'd put a big wedge on your already um, yeah. troubled finances. It would, yeah. I mean, the guy I spoke to in Bromsgrove, I learned more in five minutes from about electric cars. He was Bromsgrove's first electric taxi driver, electric car taxi driver. And he was, I mean, he explained it all brilliantly. And he, he I mean, it paid for him, obviously, because he was spending seven grand on fuel a year. And that went down to £700 in electricity. Wow. Um, so that was fantastic. And he's, um, when he had it serviced, he was saying the service rate is a £90 flat fee. So, and obviously you haven't got all the... Uh, the particles going through the engines and stuff so it's not it's not probably as as polluted so you probably don't need things changing as often apart from the tires obviously um but he was all in favor but i just you know i think the government have got to address they've got to bring the price down they've got to do that um in response we should say for Witchhaven, the council leader bradley thomas said the figure should be treated cautiously as although the percentage increase was small the number of ulevs in a Witchhaven was larger than some areas being praised for having the fastest growth so what he's saying is there was already 444 done in 2018 so 474 Although only 30 more cars were bought that year, a lot of people had already got them who were going to get them. So there will be some areas who had like 152 before and have gone up to 300 and they'll be getting, they'll, they'll have a 50% rise. So we can see what he's saying there. Um, and he says, um, what we can say with confidence is we're seeing growth in the number of ULEVs on Witchhaven's roads. Ultimately, the decision on whether to not invest in one will be down to the individual based on factors such as price and any national incentive schemes coming forward and that will be down to the car industry and the government to decide. So, yep, we can see what he says there. So, 
Electric cars, if you want to find out, I'm sure your local garage will talk you through. Especially, especially, if, you, especially if they've got if they've got a markup of thirty grand, because that'll be quite nice for the uh, what do you call it the uh, the bonus on the uh, uh, for the seller. Um, busy crossing in Bromsgrove is set for an upgrade to offer safer and more convenient access for pedestrians. The crossing at Worcester Road and Hanover Street set to be upgraded to a puffing crossing. I tell you what, I, I meant to do one of these um, features actually. I, I haven't done it. I'll have to get get back in touch with them um, because it's like pelican crosses, puffing crossings, toucan crossings. I think a toucan one's got bike thing as well. Some have got the white thing, and other have got. So there's all these different crossings, and you'd be amazed at how many there is. There's like all these because people just mm. think everyone's a pelican crossing, don't they? But there's all different. Oh, zebra crossing as well. Yeah, of course, a zebra yeah, crossing. So they're all named after animals. Um, so this work, anyway, this work could cause some serious disruption on Monday, to be fair, because um, January the 27th, it's going to take five weeks. And that bit with Market Street and Hanover Street is, of course, the bit by Waitrose in Bromsgrove Town Centre. When you think about how much traffic is going to be using that in the mornings to get to Birmingham or going the other way to Worcester, that is going to be bad. So just be aware of that. You might want to, um, you might want to plan your journey accordingly. Mind you, these days, you just look at your phone in the morning, don't you, and you can see the big red line on Google Maps about where all the traffic is. Um, Sighting and uh, walking routes are going to be improved as part of the development. So obviously it's small time, pain, long-term gain. That's what we've got to think about. That's not probably what people will be saying on our letters page and in their cars (laughs) where they'll be turning the air blue um, as well as the emissions. Um, So, so yeah, so that's uh, just be aware of that. Next Monday, five weeks, that junction is going to be, uh, be worked on. And we always like to end on a, a nice good note with regard to the new section, a nice quirky one. And um, I will say as well, I think this story broke, um, not this story, but the one before, if you want, a um, big story last week that, that obviously we'd done the podcast before we went to press. The main story in Bromsgrove was about the 61 homes going to be built on the um, former Burcott Lane Council House, which has been derelict for five years. Um, so if you want more on that um, it was on the front page of last week's paper and it was on our website as well so you can find out all about that that was probably one of the biggest talked about um, stories but I'm hoping this one will be quite talked about as well this is my and finally of the week this guy called us he was a Bromsgrove born screenwriter obviously he wasn't a screenwriter when he was born he grew into that role um, but he was uh, he was a Bromsgrove born man who became a screenwriter and he's since moved to um, to Scotland but he's got a lot of friends back in Bromsgrove. So we contacted uh, your good old Bromsgrove standard because he said, I know you do some good appeals. Um, Lee Crompton is his name. And he's launched a crowdfunding campaign to raise £3,000 to showcase his... Um, uh, to do a pilot version of a series he's written. It's a black comedy called Game of Cones. And it's about... Uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, traffic or anything. <laughs> After the last story. But um, the story centres on a love-struck backpacker who naively blunders into an ice cream van turf war where he borrows money for an engagement ring. The guy he borrows the money off is called Mad Rab, who lends him the cash, and he owns the Game of Cones ice cream van. But he turns out to be peddling more from the ice cream van than just sweet treats. So that's the, that's the um, premise. Um, he's had a read-through... Uh, with the Scottish screenwriters on the table reads. That was in October last year. The script's got a really positive response. And um, somebody told him 
that he was one of the best singers they'd ever read. So that was quite impressive. That inspired him further. It's since been performed in front of a live audience where, again, it, great, it gained um, a great reception. And now what he wants to do is he said he started off just being a short film, but as he delved into the characters' backstories and, and kind of like, you know, you can do those workshopping things where I'll say to you, you be this character. Where were you from? What did you do? I think he's done that kind of stuff. And he's... Um, it's now. It would, it would be, if you can get it made, it's going to be four 30-minute episodes. But obviously, you need the pilots to be made. He's already got um, a cast, and he's already got a crew on board um, who've got substantial film industry experience. They're all assembled ready. All they need, the missing topping for this ice cream drama, as I said, or ice cream comedy, is to fund him. So what we're going to be doing is there's www.gameofcones.tv. There's a Twitter page, and if you search for Games of Cones, Game of Cones on Facebook, you'll find it as well. Um, he's just looking for, um, you know, people, if they want to be involved in this project by helping fund the pilots, then they can. In return for pledges of cash, the team are offering a number of rewards, including visits to the set when it's filmed, signed copies of the scripts, and even the chance to be in the pilot episode. So he's got a few extra roles up there. Obviously, the bad thing would be that you might have to get to Scotland, but, uh, you know, combine it with a holiday. So uh, I'm really hoping we can help uh, Lee out with this, and I'm hoping people will back Game of Cones from our Bromsgrove writer. So that's the end of the news. Let's quickly turn to the sports because we had a massive, massive, massive night of football last night in Bromsgrove. We did. Bromsgrove Sporting lost 3-1 on Saturday. We're not going to mention that because, you know, that. I think that was the end of like a two-month unbeaten run. So they've done well. It's going to happen at some point. Thankfully, it wasn't last night when Bromsgrove Sporting faced Redditch United for the first time in a competitive match at home. 7-1 was the result of Bromsgrove. Two goals from Shorrock, two from Gregory, both penalties for Gregory. One from Mike Taylor, one from um, McDonald's, and one from Mills. Bromsgrove, I looked at the stats before I came up to do this podcast, 29 shots on goal, 18 on target, and the bragging rights over our local rivals. What more could you want? Bromsgrove sporting a top after 51 points. Remember, they've already had three promotions on the bounce, so they could go up again. I think it's the top... Um, place and then I think the next four go into the playoffs so even if they finish second to sixth they've still got a, a chance of going up and bearing in mind this is the first time they've played at this level I think they're doing splendidly well the only drawback is Tamworth in second who Bromsgrove beats the week before last um, are on 47 points but they've got four games in hand so they're four points off but they've got to win those games and one of the games for Tamworth is against Peterborough Sports who are in, in third um, so those two are playing on Saturday so hopefully Sporting will be wanting a draw or maybe a win for Peterborough um, there Bromsgrove Sporting they're playing fifth place so all the top lot are playing this weekend Bromsgrove have got Colville Town Saturday at the Victoria Ground um, so get yourselves down to that and support the Rouselers and hopefully another three points on the board and another bit closer to the end of the season and hopefully some kind of promotion whether it be top of the league or via the playoffs Droitwich Spa they had a match called off last Saturday which is getting a bit worrying for Droitwich because they had um, the Tuesday before that they were winning I think they were winning 2-0 and there was a floodlight failure and that game was abandoned. They hardly played in December because of waterlogged pitches because this time of year it's really hard at that level. Obviously with your Premier League clubs they've got under soil heating and all that and groundsmen to 
put their forks in the ground and get all the drainage systems and all that, but you don't have that at this level. So Droitwich Bar had the match called off on Saturday on top of the abandonments. Um, they've dropped to second. Wellington Amateurs, who were second, won, and they've gone above them, but they're only one point above, and Droitwich have three games in hand, and better than that, Droitwich are playing Wellington Amateurs on Saturday away. So if they were to win that, they would be two points clear and still have three games in hand. So good luck to the Saltmen and the Rouselers this weekend if you go into any football matches. Enjoy. Right now, let's. we've done the news, we've done the sport. Thanks again to... Jane from Cook for coming. Have you have you had a good time? I have really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. <laughs> you said you've got a few people waiting to listen to this. <clears throat> we have, yeah. It, you know, it's quite a few people waiting to hear what I say and you know see whether I make an idiot of myself. I suppose. <laughs> so no pressure. But no I think pressure you've done there, all right. No. I don't think, I think you the, have done anything wrong. I no, think I think the right. biggest pressure's off my son to make sure it's all right. Yeah. You know, that was the last thing he said to me. Come on, mum, make sure you do it properly. <laughs> well, there you go. And we've given mention. What's your son's name? He's Ryan. Big high, high shout out to Ryan there from everyone at the Bromsgrove Standard and Catshill Social Club. Claire um, can edit stuff um, if people make a mistake on this podcast. So don't worry if you do come on and make a mistake. But I don't think you'll need to be clear on this one. It's been perfect. perfect. So there we are. Absolutely. So well Thank done you to very much. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and you. definitely come back in the future and let us know of any big events coming on. I would. I'd love to um, do that. Thank you. Good. Excellent. So little mention of Claire there. She's up next now with the entertainments, telling you what's going on in Bromsgrove, Droitwich and Rubri. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, I'm back with some of the best things to do this weekend in our local area. For the full listings, do check out this week's paper or our website because it's all on there too. But my topics for this weekend include We Three Kings of Rock and Roll happening at the Palace Theatre in Redditch on Saturday night. That's Saturday the 25th of January in case you're listening to this at some time in the future. This is going to be a two-hour uplifting rock and roll show to wipe away those January blues. Mark Robinson with his Stratocaster guitar, authentic attire and horned rimmed glasses is Buddy Holly and you will hear all the hits from Heartbeat, Peggy Sue and True Love Ways. Darren Page, an exciting talent with vocals that are second to none, is Roy Orbison for the night, a true likeness and range that will match the man himself. Songs will include I Drove All Night, In Dreams and of course my favourite Pretty Woman and Paul Malloy will celebrate the music of the true king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Don't be cruel teddy bear shake rattle and roll to name but a few it's going to be an evening not to be missed will rock and roll ever die that'll be the day 7 30 p.m it's going to be amazing it's also going to be amazing over at the Artrix in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening with the Rat Pack back in town. And this time they are bringing their special guest, Charlie Toulan, and she plays Marilyn Monroe. She's truly incredible. And she just won a big award being the most realistic Marilyn Monroe in the UK, apparently. And these guys also are the official UK number one tribute show as voted by the Agents Association of Great Britain for three successive years now. So you know they're going to be good and they come direct from London's Leicester Square Theatre where they've been performing 
Do you remember David Alessi from Lovejoy and Inspector Allen? Well, he stars as Frank Sinatra. Paul Drakely is Dean Martin, and they're joined by a former EastEnders star and Central Television's Mr. Weather. You know him as Des Coleman. He's amazing. Well, he's going to be Sammy Davis Jr. on the evening. Together, they amaze audiences with their recreation of the music of Sinatra, Martin and Davis in this fabulous show, which brings the style and excitement of the Las Vegas heyday to vivid life. It includes all the great hits, My Way, Mr. Bojangles, New York, New York, and more. Come fly with me. Oh my goodness, I wish I was there now. Get your tickets quick from the Art Tricks. They're flying off the shelves, apparently. And so, yep, 7.30, starting there on Saturday evening in Bromsgrove. On Sunday, the 26th, it's Holocaust Memorial Day, and that's all going to be happening down at Redditch Town Hall, marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. There's going to be a procession to the Holocaust marker for lighting of the candle and a fascinating and fantastic talk from a Holocaust survivor. Her name is Mindu Homik, and she was um, liberated when she was 12 years old. It's, It's an incredible story, and it's really poignant to actually be able to have somebody there talk talking about that that whole period. It all starts at 9am. Try and go along, take the kids along. It's going to be a really educational and special morning. You can find out more about the Holocaust Memorial Day itself on their website, which is hmd.org.uk. And also, have you noticed the lights are getting slightly longer, that it's getting lighter slightly earlier? Spring is just around the corner, and that means it's the start of wedding season. And over the next few months, we seem to have a plethora of wedding fairs happening all over Worcestershire. I'll keep bringing you up to date with them all, but two really good ones starting this weekend... There's a wedding fair at the Abbey Hotel, Hither Green Lane in Redditch, 11am until 3pm. And there's also a wedding open day at the Old Rectory House in Ipsley Lane, Redditch, 11am until 4pm. All the details are in this week's paper. And these, these events are great to go for go to if you're getting married, of course. Maybe you just want ideas or maybe to meet some of the local suppliers we have here in Worcestershire. You really do get some incredible ideas. So pop along. They're always free. And sometimes you also get a glass of fizz and sometimes a goodie bag for free too. Always very useful. And you can have a good time at a wedding fair as well. Trust me. As I say, loads more events going on this weekend. So do check out the paper or our website. And remember, if you have an event going on, let me know so I can let everyone know. You can message me on social media. You can email our editor. Email me directly, claire.bullivant at bullivantmedia.com. And have a lovely weekend. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Claire. Loads going on. Uh, across our areas again this week so make sure i know it's dry january and veganuary and all that but please get to these events and support them you don't have to drink you can have a diet pepsi you can uh, you can reconvene on february the first if you want to do that um that's only a week away thanks claire as i said thank you again um to jane for coming in from catsill social club remember there's a few events going on down there you can go to catsillsocial.co.uk or search for catsill social club on facebook find out they've got elvis impersonator coming in um there's olimer's um tribute act 
And you've also got the Valentine's Masquerade Ball, which sounds like a lot of fun. So get yourself down to there as well. Good luck to all our football teams again. And remember, if you're not following us already on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, please do so because that's where a lot of the conversation is happening. Um, we've got the Bromsgrove Standard and Droitwich Standard. Remember the website's bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droitwichstandard.co.uk. You can get daily news updates and they'll go to your news feeds as well. You can also email us. If you want to get in touch with us, if you think you've got something that you'd love to hear on this podcast, love to be featured in the paper or on the website, please do so because we want to pack these papers, pack these podcasts and pack the website with as much as we can for the good people of Bromsgrove, Droitwich, Catshill, Rubri, all the surrounding areas and South Birmingham um, to enjoy. We'll be back at the same time next week. All that's left to say is have a good few days and we'll reconvene next time.